Welcome back to Beginnings. Oh, what a week to celebrate if you've been with us from the beginning of this journey. And I know that you have. Welcome and congratulations. This is week 12 of our 12-week emphasis on learning some of the deep issues of the Christian life, some of the some of the disciplines that we're going to need to carry us through to the very end. Congratulations. Let me hand it to you. You did it. I'm proud of you. Way to walk through this. Now, all those disciplines, it's not one week and done. It's not a one and done. It is a continual practice. That's why these are disciplines. Now, before I let you go, though, I have one last area that is so important in the life of every believer. I want to tackle one last thing that is important for every believer to deal with, and that is the issue of doubt. You say, that's not a discipline. You're right. It's not a discipline. It is something that our disciplines will help us to tackle. So let's talk about doubt for just a moment. And I want to make a couple statements that might seem uh, a bit odd to you, actually. But I would say this. Doubt is the unspoken bond of all those who have faith. I mean, it is the one thing that ties us all together. We may be different races. We may be different economic levels. We may be of uh, different uh, tastes and preferences. But the reality is there is one thing that pulls us all together, and that's the fact that everybody, everybody experiences doubt. It's a commonality for every believer, everywhere, at every time. That's important to us because it means you're not alone. We're going to say that a couple of times in this podcast. You're not alone. When it comes to doubt, though, we feel bad about it. We try and keep it covered and hidden. We're afraid others might know. But the truth is that doubt is one of the most typical human attributes you can name. It just, it, it just is. Matter of fact, I remember a few years ago, the world was astounded when they found in some of Mother Teresa's personal effects some letters or journal entries that she had uh, written, and she was expressing moments of doubt. When I heard that, everybody was like, oh, I can't believe that Mother Teresa had doubts. I was actually encouraged because it made me feel a little bit more like her. I mean, she's a giant of the faith, and and she experienced those doubts as well. A simple definition of doubt is this. Uh, it is to be uncertain about something. I mean, it's right off the web, so you know it's true. A simple definition of doubt is to be uncertain about something. Now, uncertainty is not the problem for you and I. You see, it's not contradictory to have a strong faith that struggles with some moments of doubt. Matter of fact, I think it would be nearly impossible to never experience doubt about something that requires faith. Because by nature, faith, by its very nature, is going to invite doubt because it's not an issue of certainty. It's not math. It's not science. You can't physically prove faith. So by definition, faith invites doubt. That's part of the strengthening process. When it comes to doubt, you're not alone. Let me throw another name at you. Uh, St. John of the Cross, one of our Christian forefathers. He is known in contemporary, or excuse me, in classic Christian devotional life for coining the phrase, the dark night of the soul. And he uses that to describe when someone goes through a spiritual crisis on a journey towards union with God. Everybody has a dark night of the soul. Everybody has multiple dark nights of the soul throughout uh, a Christian experience. We've all been there. At the very least, every believer experiences what I call buyer's remorse. You know that feeling you get that maybe you bit off more than you can chew? 
you've had it when uh, you've ever thought, man, if I could do that over again, I might call for a do-over. Sometimes you bought that big car and you wish after a few payments, man, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing. Or, or you took that new job or you moved into that new house. Or maybe even when you said, I do, you privately in the dark corner of your mind said, man, did I do the right thing? Listen, it is natural to second guess yourself when you have made a big decision. It's just 100% human to second guess yourself, all right? But what do you do when you find yourself in that spot, in that very human place? How do you combat doubt? Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8 has some great tips for us. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make, your, he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now, let's break that down just a little bit. Here's what I believe that teaches. The first part of that, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. When you have moments of doubt, learn to lean on God. That means trust him in those moments, to, to put your weight on him and, and really to almost test him. It's in those moments that you doubt. You say, okay, I'm, I'm struggling, so I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust you with this emotion. I'm going to trust you with this circumstance, and I'm going to lean into you. Next, invite God into all the arenas of your life. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. You see, sometimes we relegate God to our spiritual life, or we put him in the Tupperware compartment we're comfortable with him in, and we burp it closed. But, but invite him into the rest of your life. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then it goes on to say, be not wise in your own eyes. Admit your weaknesses. Be very open with God and tell him, man, I am struggling with this, God. I'm crying out to you. I need to hear from you. I need to know and, and let him know that, uh, that you're, you're not being wise in your own eyes. Fear him. Turn away from those difficult things and turn towards him. And then finally, the last thing, what am I saying? Lean on God. Invite him into all arenas of your life. Admit your weaknesses and then wait on him. The last part of that verse says, and it will bring healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Man, that's what you're looking for. When you go through those moments of doubt, when you're struggling with what do I do, how do I believe, and, and, and who am I in all this, then those are the moments we, we pray and we wait on him. So let's get practical. Let's get practical about this. What do we need to do if we are experiencing doubt? Yes, we're going to lean on him, invite him all into all the arenas of our life, admit our weaknesses and wait on him. But let's get practical. Here's the first thing. Pray and be honest with God. You need to grab a journal and in that journal, write letters to him. Process your thoughts. Start pros and conning yourself into uh, an understanding of where you are and really just lay it on the line and let God speak back to you. I would encourage you to do this as you're journaling, you know, write down your thoughts but then in brackets or in parentheses, imagine what God would say to you in return. Most of the time, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up regurgitating some scripture that you've learned or some teaching that you know. But what you're going to experience is that all that you've invested in your spiritual journey, God's Holy Spirit will start to use that and he's going to speak back to you. You'll hear the Lord speaking back to you. So do pray and be honest with him. I mean, take some time, uh, carve it out of your schedule, turn off the TV. By the way, turn away from some of the things that might be causing you the doubt and invest that time back into spending some time with him. And as you journal through that or you pray through that, I know he's going to talk back to you. Here, here's the second thing. Confess it to a friend who will pray with you and encourage you. 
Now, if you've got a good Christian friend or spouse or family member, be honest with them. Say, I'm going to take you out to lunch. I have to ask a favor of you. I've never known anybody who, when somebody said, I'm just really struggling with some doubt, who they just said, oh, I can't believe it, and anathema, unclean, and run away. No. They say, let's walk through this. Let me put my arm around you. Let's pray about this. Uh, what, what caused this, and, and what can I do to encourage you? And you need, sometimes it's walking through that dark night of the soul with somebody, and you find out they'll look at you and go, yep, I was there last year. I know exactly what you're talking about, that, that that will be so much encouragement to you and that it might even foster a friendship and a relationship that you would never have had any other way. And the third thing, as we're getting practical, we're going to pray and be honest with God. We're going to confess it to a friend to pray with and encourage you and then seek comfort in the Bible. I would say this, do not seek comfort in YouTube. Don't, 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 online is not the best place to build your faith. Can I just be straight up? I know you're hearing this podcast online. I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, it's not the place to be. Go back to God's Word. If you want to go online, go to one of those sites like openbible.com where you can uh, where you can ask a question. What does the Bible say about doubt? And it'll give you tons of scripture. But seek comfort in God's Word, not, not in man's Word or interpretation of His Word. Just go to God's Word and let those passages roll over you. Read Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 again and again. Memorize His Word and let God's Word begin to do an amazing work in you. So we've got a lot of things that we can do to help combat that, but the number one thing you have to remember is that when you have doubt, you're not alone, and it's normal. It's actually a strengthening process for your faith. I've been so blessed to be on this journey with you. I can't tell you how excited I am to know that you're growing and God is doing new things in you, but this is just the beginning. Ironic, isn't it? A series called Beginnings, and it's just the beginning. You have a lifetime ahead of you to practice these disciplines. You will grow. You'll be challenged. You'll make a difference. Life is in front of you. Many blessings. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this, and may you continue to grow. I want to end this series with a prayer for you. So whether you're driving or sitting down or, or walking along, however you are, if you could give me your attention for just one moment, let me pray God's blessing into your life. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for my fellow traveler, one who is investing time and energy because they want to be closer to you. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would honor these efforts by exploding supernaturally their efforts into an amazing result. May they bear fruit on the inside that shows itself to the outside. May they internally become stronger and closer and more deeply knit with you in a way that is undeniable to the world around them. May they have a joy that knows no bounds, and may they continue to press on towards the goal which is ahead of them in Christ Jesus. God, thank you for them, and I pray that you would lay your hand on them and they would know it's you. For it's in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ that we pray. All God's people said, I love you so much. Congratulations on finishing this coursework and welcome to the faith life. Let's practice these disciplines. Let's change the world. This truly is the beginning. <laughs>